In shape, y'all. In shape, y'all. In shape, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to In Shape with Sherelle Brown. I am your host, Sherelle Brown, and today's episode is titled MTV, Maneuvering to Victory. And today's guest has done this very well throughout his life. Before we get into the show, please check out previously recorded podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and more. I'm your fitness expert, Sherelle Brown. I have a degree in exercise science, kinesiology, been in the game for over 20 years, and bring a lot of great information in the health and fitness space. All right, so let's get started. Now, today's guest is a very special guest. A lot of you have seen him on the channel MTV, and his name is Cyrus Yarbrough. Welcome, welcome. Yo, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. It is a blessing to have one of the beginning MTV real world stars on the show. Man, it's uh, one of those things where, you know, I've been doing it for so long. It just feels like life. You know, this is just how I get out, how I live, how I lead my life. So pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure to be here. That's awesome. Awesome, man. We have so much to go over uh, talking about MTV and all the projects that you have coming up, some of the music videos, the video game that you're in, and, and so much more. So let's get into it. So where did you grow up, Cyrus? Oh, man, I'm from Santa Monica, California, that beautiful place down by the beach. You know, it was so diverse. It's... um. I'm going to say it's the best city in the world. I've been saying that for years, and I love my city. Although it's changing now, growing up in Santa Monica is definitely what helped make me the man I am today. Wow. I mean, I love Santa Monica. It's beautiful. It's by the Pacific Ocean, and you definitely can't go wrong there, for sure. So did you play sports in high school? Tell me about your high school, your schooling upbringing. High school? Okay, well. Um, I did go to Santa Monica High School. Um, I actually played basketball there. I've been playing basketball my entire life. My uh, my 10th grade year was my first year there. We're supposed to have the worst team that Santa Monica High School's ever had. And they always had a good team. And we ended up winning the whole damn thing. We were say I have champs my first year there. Starting point guard. Um, I was ranked just outside the top 100 in the country. And um, I mean, I played ball with the biggest names out there literally um and Santa Monica High School man I'm definitely a product of that school and 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 I served them well they served me well wow that's awesome that's awesome now can you name some of those big names that you played with in uh high school and uh, did you go on to college and play on my direct team in high school for the American Round Ball Corporation I had Mitchell Butler who went NBA played at UCLA as well uh Tracy Murray holds records to this day three-pointers in the NBA and um, we were good friends back then still our friends um, played with Sean Kemp uh, Rain Man as you guys would know wow <laughs> played with Don McClain uh, Derek Martin these are all cats that played NBA ball and uh, they, they're all the business and I could go on and on Damon Bailey um, Travis Knight 
Travis Ford as well. I mean, the names are endless when it comes to basketball. Been there, done that. And, I, you know, I had a decent high school career and a decent college career. Played basketball at University of Hawaii. Uh, most importantly, I was the first in my family to graduate uh, from school. So I didn't just go there to play ball. I went there to actually get the degree and uh, to do something that hadn't been done in my family before. So it was a great experience. And, um, you know, I wouldn't give it back for anything. But it's definitely different coming up playing ball in Hawaii than it would be going to any other university. Because it's almost like being in another country, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Wow, Hawaii. That, I mean, I've been to Maui and Kona, and, and I love the islands. And it definitely seems like another world, another country, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went out there to work on my tan, you know? I had to get it right. <laughs> hey. A lot of cats don't know, though. Coming from Santa Monica, I grew up surfing, boogie boarding, body surfing, all that. You know, we are creatures of the water. And, um, you know, I never shy down from anything to do in the water. Uh, if it's there, I'm there. Straight up. I love it, man. I can wow, love that's it. awesome. Awesome. They say brothers can't swim. Well, this brother got no problems in the water. <laughs> None at all. I actually shell out there. Hey, that's awesome. That's good. And, and definitely a good skill to have for sure. So after college, point me in the direction that you started to take your life. At college, there was a few opportunities to go play ball overseas. Um, they all didn't pan out correctly. Um, but I had three different deals set up in three different countries. And it just wasn't enough and wasn't the right timing for it. Just to be real, the contract wasn't right. Done. So as I'm trying to make my way through life, I end up going in for an interview to work behind the scenes. And I was going to work behind the scenes for the real world. And then uh, in doing so, end up telling my life story at this interview. And the next thing I know, uh, watching them laugh, watching them cry, three and a half hours later, they asked me to be on the show. And that's how I landed on MTV. Wow. So behind the scenes and they loved your story and you just blossom into this MTV real world superstar. That's what I'm calling you. And, and that's what it is. And, and uh, Thank you. that is amazing. I mean, it was perfect timing. Um, I was technically at one of the lowest points of my life. I've been taught all my life, go to school, play ball, get a scholarship, get a job. It ain't that goddamn easy. But when you're a standout person in the community your entire life, not just for a year or two, your entire life, you figured someone would look out for you, you'd have a contact, it's always who you know is what they say. But his brother couldn't get a job. Standard job, all I wanted to do was $24,000 a year maybe, maybe some benefits, that's all I wanted. I wasn't able to find that. And they caught me when I was giving up on society. And I tell this story all the time. I was in a situation where I understood why people committed suicide. Not that I was suicidal, but I thought about being that standout person in this community all my life and no one throwing a crumb to me. What am I supposed to do? I hadn't done anything illegal to that point. Didn't want to do anything illegal. Wanted to fly by the book. I was the first one and I couldn't do anything. What is the next person that has no contact? How are they living? What are they doing? And that's where the mentality came in where the timing was perfect because I was ready to let everything out. And she asked me, tell me about yourself. I was like, well, I went to college in Hawaii. Most people get excited at hearing that. She was like, no, 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 tell me about you. I was like, well, I moved out of the house in the 10th grade, been on my own ever since. She's like, hmm, 
tell me more about yourself. And it clicked in my head. And I was like, shit, the most amazing thing about me is the way I was born. And I took them back to the day I was born. And I was born outside of Atlanta, Georgia, near Kanye, on a dirt road. They had two different ambulances back in the day. One was a hearse used for funerals, and one was a white one used for the hospital. The white one was being used. My mom went into labor. They transported me from church in the black one, and it gave out a gas on a dirt road. Mom wow. says that I popped out like a bottle of champagne onto the floor. <laughs> wow. If you notice, Whoa. the head is flat in the back. Probably somebody laid me down on the little console. My dad passes out, literally passes out, and uh, my grandma flags down on a car going down the street. And they transport me and my entire family into this little tiny car and we drive to the hospital. And they actually, they actually thought I was gonna die. And so they cut the cord in the parking lot and ran me in first. And Lord behold, that's why I'm here today. I started wow, my what? story there. Bless I ended three and a half hours later from that moment, watched them laugh, watched them cry. They went on the full journey. Next thing I know, they asked me to go on the show. Wow, what a journey to take them on. I mean, that 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 is an amazing story and definitely a blessing to to be here. And uh, you're a testimonial to many. And uh, I'm definitely glad that you're able to use multiple platforms to, to get this story out and to help others. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm an advocate of, of speaking about up about everything, things that you need to. When you need help, you just got to talk. And I tell people all the time, I open myself up. I have tons of fans, friends, family, whatever. You ever just talk? Call me. If you got my number, call me. If not, hit me up. I'll give you my number. We can talk. Because people sometimes just need that voice of reason, of positivity, and or a glimmer of light to let them know that they their lives mean something. And I'm that voice to a lot of people, and I have no problem being that voice. Um, with that comes a lot of responsibility. Well, I'm ready for it. Let's go. There yeah. was someone who helped me out my entire life. I'm trying to extend to you what was extended to me. So you need my help. I'm here for you. In fact, someone called me today that needed my help. And we had dialogue for a while. And I'm guiding him through some things right now as we speak. I'm not claiming to be some professional at this. But I listen well. I give advice. And I can figure out who can help you and how we can find you help if that's what you need. That's awesome. I mean, the resources, if you can't help and definitely you reaching out and helping that, that that's amazing. Um, there is so much um, misunderstanding of who you truly are. So what do people misunderstand about you most from watching you on MTV? I'll say there's there's several layers to everyone and everyone needs to understand. Yes. There is, was, and will be side of party. See Cyrus writing his book at the Lanai, or do you want to see Cyrus turning up and party? Think about that for one second. We don't have a script. It's reality TV. You are the script, whatever you're doing. What's interesting? What do people love to see? People party. Because within partying, you got everything. You got arguments, fights, dancing, drinking, stories good-looking people, bad-looking people, fun-loving people. That's what they want to see. They don't want to show me at the lanai or at the beach. Right. And that is an aspect of me. I'm writing my book as we speak right now. I started writing during the show. 
and have not finished. I just restarted back on that, and I'm going to finish the autobiography that I started writing. It's called The Gray Area, and it's all by me, and it's all real, and it's all true-to-life story. That is a must-read for sure, and you must have looked at my notes because that was the next question I was going to ask you. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write? I mean, the and story bam. of my life, I think. And bam, think there it is. Coming from what I came from and any up where I'm at now will be an inspiration to a lot of people. Um, will also be entertaining to a lot of people. Will also be educational for some people. Will also be something that that uh, my marketing history books is made. And I'm creating new content daily. Not every now and again, daily. Right now, I'm getting things set up to where it's more attainable to the masses. And um, as you know, I'm not the most tech-savvy guy out there, but I got people in my corner, and um, they're helping get to me, me to where I need to be, long story short. And, you know, I got a voice, man. Uh, I'm going to be heard. That's one thing about Cyrus. Got a big-ass mouth, always talking. I'm going to be heard. <laughs> most definitely. And and it's it's a good thing, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing. The um, MTV, I know my listeners that are in various states from my home state, Michigan, and other that don't get to rub elbows with some of the celebrities. And uh, can you tell me some juicy MTV uh, secret or anything that transpired when you were on the, uh, the real world in Boston? I mean, that's a pretty broad thing to ask, but I can only say this. Damn near whatever your mind can conjure up within limits of being alive and trying not to be too dangerous takes place during the real world. It was six months of filming. You put us in Boston. There's more than 100 colleges in a 60-mile radius. The turn-up was real. Um, and there was no one more equipped for that situation than me. And my thought that I can only say this right now is that if the real world had continued or will continue, if they don't make some security changes, someone will possibly die on the show. And I've been saying this since I was on the show. It was that intense the entire time. Wow, perfectly answered. Perfectly answered. And... and you saw behind the scenes how that works you were on camera in front of the camera are you currently doing some real world television uh, shows or episodes well right now I have on air right now the um, the uh, all star challenge um, I was on the first season of that where they brought back all the veterans and that was competing different challenges it's streaming right now on Paramount Plus you can check that out I'm out there doing my thing, man. After 10, almost 11-year hiatus, you know, cast me to know that I still got it. And um, I'm here to show. Uh, I just want to get down and, and hopefully, I mean, I wanted to end on a positive note. You know, I won the first one I did, the first Extreme Challenge it was called. I won that joint, and I was the only four-time MVP of that show. And um, I'm ready to go on the next one. You know, that's what I always say. If you stay ready, you ain't got to be ready. So my mind yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every day. 
No day most, most definitely. So I have the, the uh, MVP in the real world from MTV that is dropping some great jewels and information. So make sure you go Paramount Plus, check out his shows. And also... And the crazy thing about it, man, I'll just say this real quick. Some people just want to win. I don't live like that, bro. I expect to win. I'm not doing it if I ain't got a chance to win. Period. Let's go. And that's what it is. And that's just not me being cocky. That's me being a man, knowing the work that I put in, knowing the heart that you don't always get a chance to see is there. Anybody that knows me, I'll make anything into a competition and go for it. And I'm trying to win every time out. I'm trying to do everything other than cheat to win this game. And if, it's a, if there's parameters and rules, I want to do whatever I can do within the rules to make it work. And that's it. I don't like to lose. Hey, competitive. I love it. I love it. I'm in the same boat. So again, when does this uh, air and take place? Oh, it's been airing. Uh, we filmed this back in, um, started filming, what, last February? It's been out for a few months. So you can just go on and check it out. It's streaming, you know. Okay, perfect. Perfect. I'll put that link to that information for the viewers. And what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out in your career? Um, figure out if you have enough time and then you're at a point in your life where you can figure out who you really are. Understand that reality TV is going to exploit you. So whatever you do and whatever you are, you should be comfortable with that if you do reality TV. If there are things you don't want out there, you don't want said about you or, or be put on the spot about, you better get rid of all that stuff on your social media because they coming for you. And that's the way it works. Um, luckily, I was one of the only or the last 25-year-olds to be on the show. And I pretty much had some direction in life, at least mentally, physically, and emotionally, where I wanted to go, what I want to talk about, what I did want to talk about. For instance, I knew that I couldn't speak about the O.J. Simpson trial. That was very, you know, dear to me and close to my heart because I lived right down the street from there. But if I put my views about what was taking place out there for the world, I would have got a lot of haters instantly. And so I chose not to talk about uh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, Definitely. I can I can only say now. The crazy thing is, is that you know, brothers being cute, the beginning of people not of color and people of color. But this time that OJ did that, because I feel like he had something to do with it for sure. You know, people weren't ready to hear that, and you know, I feel like that he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. But he knows something that me and you don't know. Exactly. I'm trying to leave it at that. But people wasn't ready to hear that from a brother like me. Wow. Well, you definitely. But there's more truth to that too that I won't talk about now. More truth to that I want to get into, but it is what it is. Oh yes, definitely. If you look and at the case, though, you go back and look at that case, and I tell you right now, his son knows something. Period. Oh, most definitely. No, most definitely. Most definitely. And, you know, we can definitely spend like a whole other show on that topic for sure. And it's just crazy that you were um, down the street from that 
uh, environment. But uh, hoping him the best, and uh, definitely you did not. Uh, it didn't affect your stardom in the in the MTV and real world. So that that that's great. But the problem is now, if you talk about, and there's a political, racial, or sexual connotation to it, it can be flipped anyway. So you got to be careful how you speak nowadays. You can't just say things. And people, oh, he's not real. Nah, he's as real as he can possibly be. Right. It's not worth me losing everything I worked for over. No, you see, you hear stupid stuff happening all the time. Someone had a comment on this. What the baby just did, crazy. He didn't think yeah. about another stuff. That's his problem with being insensitive nowadays. Nowadays, you got to be sensitive to everyone's needs. Exactly. 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 Definitely different times for sure. Um, you, you have, boy, I mean, we, we can go on and on and on you, from television, music, video, video games, uh, lecturing, tours, appearances. Uh, let's go back to video games. Now, you are in a video game. Can you tell me about that? I started, um, story's great. It happened right before I went on the real world. I had started a corporate basketball league at MGM, which is right across from um, MTV in Santa Monica. There was this beautiful court out there, no one using it. I didn't have a job, so I went into the gym that was in there. I said, look, man, you got a beautiful court out here. Why don't you let me start you a corporate basketball league? They're like, what? I was like, I want to run a basketball league through your gym. If they can shower here, that's all I need to know. They said, if they're members, they can shower here. I said, okay, cool. So I have your blessing. They said, yes, go ahead. They laughed at me. I started a basketball league. It was like 12 teams, six foot and under, 12 teams, six foot and over. And I allowed all the businesses within there that had membership at the gym to be involved. It was a lunchtime three-on-three basketball thing. Long story short, Brandon League was very successful, made some money with the hustle grind, but it was also what I loved, which was basketball. One of the teams in there was Black Ops Entertainment. Shout out to my man, Jose Vegeta. Shout out to John Body. Shout out to Will Body. Those were the owners. They were one of the teams in my league. And I didn't run a conventional league. I was still hot off the press. I was fresh out of college hoop. Still had game on me. But I was just repping the game to make some money. So I'm just making money. And uh, long story short, they had just got contracted to do a college basketball game. And they only knew pro basketball. And they saw me get down. They were like, dude, we, need to, we want to hire you. How much would it take? I was like, well, damn, they pay me 30 bucks an hour here. I was like, you give me 35 bucks an hour, I'll work with y'all. Contract came back, boom. I'm working with Activision and I'm working with EA Sports. Two different games. Um, I did the March Madness franchise, which is basically creating teams of all the top colleges in the U.S. Um, and I became a consultant on that game. And what I did was make the game real. Um, from the fashion they wore, um, to who the hot players were on which team, how they should play, their style of play, and all that stuff. I went in depth. So I was casting four basketball players. So I'm dealing with two things now. I'm doing the casting stuff. I'm a casting director. But I'm also a consultant in making the game realer. I'm no computer freak. I'm not into video games like that. But I knew enough about the realism of the game. So I'm like a reality casting person. And I cast real people in that game doing real things. And that was the whole March Madness franchise. I did several of those for several years. Um, and then I also did the Street Hoops game, which was N1's uh, video game for street ball. 
Yeah. I know all the yes. cats played with them all my life. Hired them to come in, do the moves. Actually had all my moves for my character in the game as well. I'm in the game under my name. So the crossover is me. Behind the hey. back, between the legs, three-pointers, that's me. So I got a chance to go out there and display my skills with and against these N1 legends and street hoop guys. That's a great game. It's called N1 Street Hoops. You can still check that out. Wow, that is amazing, man. And everyone, go check out the game if you haven't played it. And now you know someone that's in it, designed it, who cast it for stuff. Um, and make sure you support my guy Cyrus. Now I want to pivot over to my world and fitness and nutrition. Okay. So tell me, how do you stay in shape? How do I stay in shape? Well, you know, I had an injury a few years ago. You know, nothing big, just an Achilles. <laughs> and um, things have been pretty good since then. Um, during the, during COVID, should I say, the whole lockdown, I decided I was going to go hard, man, and get back into shape. So I went and bought myself a 40-pound weight vest and just started hitting the streets. You know, start off doing one, two, three, and just average five miles a day, banging it out. And, um, you know, changed my diet up a bit. No sugar, no carbs, no alcohol in quite some time. And um, let's just say I'm 40 pounds lighter right now. I'm definitely leaner. Um, I ain't saying I got the six pack right now, but I got a cool four pack working on the sixer. I'm down to my college playing weight. I'll be down to my high school playing weight in a week or so. And um, I just say, stay active, man. And all my people and fans that jump on board, I just tell them all to stay active, man. Get out there, get after it. I don't care what it is. Do something every day. Something. I don't care. It ain't got to be for too long, but I recommend at least 30 minutes a day you do something. As long as you're doing that, you're going to be all right. Cut out that you, sugar, too. That's very hey, you, you are definitely on the right path. I'm proud of you. Uh, definitely are staying in shape. I see the hard work and dedication that you put in. Age doesn't matter. Um, and you're exactly right in regards to the increasing amounts of sugar, uh, staying away from the alcohol and the bad foods, uh, making sure that you are active. Uh, the, the golden equation for losing weight is calories in calories out so if you can get your body at a caloric deficit that's when you start to lose that weight so that means if i bring in 1500 calories if i eat 1500 calories and then if i go and work out and i burn 2000 calories bam i'm at a deficit so it seems like you are definitely on the right track. You've done that. Obviously, you've lost over 40 pounds and you're continuing. You're at your college playing weight and life is good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of the keto, the whole keto diet. And I do a little intermittent fasting as well. Like, I haven't eaten yet today. The first bite to go in my mouth was this cheese right here during this interview. Literally. Um, Last night, I last ate a bite at like 10, 10, 15. So you can space it out. It ain't for everybody, but once you get to it and get past that threshold, 
your body will understand that you're doing right. You know what I mean? And your body will respond and react to that. And that's what I love about myself. You know, I can feel my body reacting on the day. Once, once you stop the sugar, the headache stop, all that stuff slows down. You're going to feel so much different and so much better. I don't do bread. I don't do sugar. I do sweets, but the keto stuff, my girl has got my back, man. Like, I got keto products I'm going to start putting out there and actually selling because she is so good at what she does. I will shock the hell out of you. It's going to have a, it's going to be high in fat, but it's going to be no sugar at all. And you have no idea. The cheesecake she makes, um, the fat bum ball she makes, unreal, bro. Unreal. Ooh-wee. That sounds so good. And folks, if you that don't understand intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is basically a, a eating plan that switches between fasting and eating on a regular schedule. And, you know, research shows that intermittent fasting is a way to manage your weight and prevent uh, different metabolic derangements from high blood pressure, diabetes, and all that good stuff. So uh, definitely look into that. And if you have any questions, reach out to me and uh, we can go from there. But I mean, again, I'm excited that this interview took place. I've been wanting to get you on the show. And uh, here we are. So my last question of the Uh-oh. day is, where can listeners find you online? Oh, man. You got to check out the website. It's I am Cyrus, S-Y-R-U-S, I am Cyrus.com. And you can check me out on all social media handles. It's S-Y-R-U-S-M-T-V, Cyrus MTV, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is Cyrus Yarbrough. One word, Cyrus Yarbrough. Um, also, I'm on uh, Snapchat, Cyrus MTV, and TikTok, Cyrus MTV. Check me out, man. Also, don't forget to check out my clothing line. It's called Black Designer Clothing. Spell it all out, blackdesignerclothing.com. It's one of my hats, the OG for the OG. It's one of my shirts. You know, me and my girl, you know, we're out there protesting. And um, I like to do real things tangible things. If I was out there protesting, I want people to know. If I'm out here riding a bike, I want people to know. So I'm trying to do clothing that will be a lifestyle type of clothing that represents my lifestyle and what I do and how I get out. Um, you know, my fiance, always got to give her a shout out. My girl Stacy, man, um, being the man I am today and, and all the support she's giving me in each and every to this just unreal, man. I got a really good girl. Um, as you know, she's better than me in golf. <laughs> but uh, I got a real good girl, man. She, she's a beast. And I'm challenging now on the hoop court, shooting jump shots and stuff uh, before we work out on the regular. And, uh, you know, she beat me in a game of horse the other day. Oh, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Your fiance is, is an amazing woman. And you're blessed, brother, to have her in your life. And, uh, Everything is just lining up for you. Stars are just lined up and I'm proud, I'm happy, and I can't wait to see what you have left to show the world. And I'm here, I'm in your corner, and I thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime we can do this whenever you want. I was a little technically challenged, but from this point forward, I'll be ready for you. Whatever you want to do, and don't miss my part. My birthday party's coming up. It's my 50th. September 18th at an undisclosed location in Los Angeles. 
tickets are for sale. There'll be a lot of special guests. We have athletes, pro athletes, of course. We got models, we got actors, actresses, and a ton of the reality world to be there. It's my girl Ruthie from Ruth's birthday, as well as Amaya from Uwa, Hawaii. It's the Virgo explosion, man, and it's it's my big face 50 party too. It's going down the big way. Be there, hey. be square. Hey, I, I will be there. Sounds good, man. And I will give everyone uh, a link to all of your media and uh, information. And so everyone, Cyrus Yarbrough, thank you. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay in shape. Good thank night. Thank you, brother. Stay positive. Do thank you.